Grab your mason jars, strap on that apron. It's time for Canning with the Diva. Making her mark across the globe. Teaching you how to safely preserve delicious recipes. Please welcome your host, Diane Devereaux, the Canning Diva. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Diane Devereaux, the Canning Diva, and you are listening to Canning with the Diva. To kick off today's episode, I want to begin by saying thank you. Thank you to each and every one of you who has given me the much-needed time to tend to my mom and to work on my next canning cookbook, Meals in a Jar, which will be available for purchase in August of 2024. I greatly appreciate all of your kindness, and I thank those of you who, you know, reached out to me over the past few months to check on me, inquire about my mom and her health, and then, of course, those of you who've been diligently and patiently waiting for my next podcast. Um, It has truly been a jam-packed year of canning and care, let me tell you. My mom is doing great, though. She has recovered from her broken hip. And I'm happy to say she's enjoying her independence again. Uh, She truly is a remarkable and a very strong woman. I mean, she she's just she she makes me just sit there in awe. And I'm just, you know, I'm so grateful to her. I mean, watching everything that she's been through. Because those of you who you know you've been with me now for for ten years, you know that you know she's been battling cancer for some time now, and then. To add insult to injury, she she breaks her hip, and you know it just it was just remarkable watching how she, you know, had determination and just worked very diligently to regain you know what was lost and and that broken hip, believe it or not, was a blessing in disguise, you know. Um, but she she's been with me for the past couple of months while she was recovering and doing physical therapy and i got to say you know i really miss having her in my home it was just so fun having her here even in the midst of all the chaos and and the the appointments and follow-ups and whatnot um we had fun chopping vegetables and working on canning recipes we definitely you know loved having our golden girls playing in the background and at night we'd watch old movies so it was it was a blessing to have that amount of time with her this summer uh while she worked very hard to learn how to walk again and regain all that strength so i want to thank all of you for giving me that time you know, it's it's funny as we get older, you know, time becomes far more valuable to us than so many other things. And and you look back and you're like, wow, when I was younger, the 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 silly things I put value on now as as we're we're aging, it's like that was nothing, right? I mean, I'm just so thankful for the time that God blesses me with that I can give to her and my family and to all of you. So, you know, it, it made me think back to my mom always telling me, you know, just don't wish your life away. You know, it, time's going to go fast as you get older. And she wasn't joking. You know, when, when we're young and we're, we're teenagers, we can't wait to get older, you know, so we can drive and do this and that. 
And then, you know, you become an adult and you're like, oh my goodness, I wish I was a teenager again because <laughs> adulting is hard sometimes. But uh, to me, having the time um, to devote to the things that truly matter is is the blessing that I'm I'm so thankful I've had throughout this entire year with with all the things going on with my mom and her health. So this year has flown by and and now we're we're in the start of fall. And uh, in Michigan and many of you uh, you know tuning in from around the the country and around the world, fall means harvest season. And so I have been very busy working on more recipes for all of you. Um, I've also been working on creating an online university so that I can teach canning classes. Uh, online and reach many of you that I otherwise wouldn't have been able to because, you know, I, 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 I wish I could be everywhere at once, but you know, that's just not a reality. So those of you tuning in, you know, feel free to head over to canning.university and, and take a look at what I've been working on this year. I launched um, the Principles of Pressure Canning course and I, you know, I'm, I'm so excited that I've got you know a dozen students a week registering, and they're learning at their own pace. So it's it's pretty cool to see what technology has has afforded us in these recent decades. Because you know, with the online university, I can teach students all over the world, and I use a variety of formats to do so. I don't just you know, drone on and on and one big long video for hours on end. I have a variety of modules and I use video. Um, I use interactive PDFs. Those are really cool. Uh, it's a fun way to learn and kind of click your way through and watch. Um, it, there's there's so many cool things that you can do with this particular software that, you know, I, I try to make it fun and I try to really change up the learning experience so that it's 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 exciting and engaging, and um, you know students partake in a variety of presentations. I have course specific podcasts also within those modules, uh, downloadable content so that way you can save and print different references I give you, and it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, my next course that I'll be launching this month is Art of Pickling, and then later, um, probably beginning of October, I'll be launching All Things tomato canning. And it's, it's, it's really been exciting. It's a labor of love because I have to put a lot of work into it, but you know, it'd be no different than if I hosted an event and you paid a ticket to come and learn, you know, with me, uh, this way I'm just giving you, um, you still have me, right? And I'm in your kitchen or in your home. I just happen to be on a computer screen or a tablet or something. So uh, go ahead and take t check it out. Take a look. It's canning.university. And uh, Principles of Pressure Canning, it gives you six hours of learning at your own pace for $99. Art of Pickling is two hours of learning for $55. And then All Things Tomatoes will be just over an hour of learning, and that's for $35. So it's kind of cool. Um, I'll be launching more classes throughout the fall and winter. So if those don't interest you, make it a point to head over to canning.university and check it out each month because the goal is to build a really robust package of courses so that that way you can, um, you know, take advantage of what it is you'd like to either learn or be certified in. And whether you're new to home canning or you just want to hone in some of your existing canning skills, you know, there's going to be a lot of different 
online classes, and I'm sure something something will be of interest to you. But uh, this harvest season, you know, I have been busy myself. I can for me, my mom, my sister, of course, she'll come and raid my pantry every so often, which is which is awesome. You know, that's what it's why we do this, right? And um, I just wrapped up a bunch of peach recipes. I did peach slices. I did chutney. I did jam. Um, I've been canning a lot of sweet peppers, cucumbers. And then uh, next week, I start diving into tomatoes myself because every year I put up about eight bushels of tomatoes. And I don't just do like diced tomatoes or whole tomatoes. I will do a variety of meals in a jar where tomatoes are you know, the foundation of some of these recipes. So I have a lot of fun, you know, creating and preserving recipes that I can later, you know, pop open a jar lid and enjoy and make meal creation so much faster and easier and healthier, right? But um, today what I wanted to talk to you about was, you know, two of the recipes I created this fall. Um, well, I shouldn't say that. The sweet pickle relish is something my mom has always enjoyed, um, but I finally put the recipe on paper and published it for all of you. And then pickled banana peppers, um, I incorporated in the sweet pickle relish this time sweet peppers because I don't know if you've heard or seen on social media, but many of us gardeners faced what what's being called peppergate this this year. So for whatever reason. Um, it appears that people who purchased, like for instance, jalapeno seeds or bell pepper seeds, as the plant started growing and producing the pepper, they were learning that what they bought isn't what they were growing. And so I don't know if you've heard about this on social media or if you've you've experienced it yourself, but people all over the place were growing different peppers than what they intended. And so, you know, many of you expecting jalapenos wound up with banana peppers or you expected to grow bell peppers and you wound up with jalapenos. So how crazy is that? Like, I don't know why or how this happened. I, I don't know if there's even been an explanation from the, you know, the seed suppliers, but I have been um, making recipes to use them up because we don't want them to go to waste. So if you happen to have grown some of these mysterious pepper varieties, um, don't worry about, you know, put, letting them go to waste. Uh, you've got a couple really good recipes in today's episode that I'm going to go over so you can, you know, offset that mishap and put them to good use. So we're going to go over the sweet pickle relish where we're going to use... Um, the Cubanelle peppers, uh, some of you have maybe accidentally grown those, or maybe you purposely grew them, right? They're, they're delicious. They're amazing. And they're very large. So you get a lot of yield per pepper. And then we're also going to talk about pickled banana pepper recipe for home canning um, so that you can enjoy these throughout uh, the years to come. Now, if you weren't affected by Peppergate, no worries. If you intentionally grew these peppers, this is just an awesome way to use them. Um, I know many of you like to dehydrate your peppers or you freeze them. So this is just, you know, another awesome way to preserve their goodness and then have obviously, you know, a variety of uses. Um, the sweet pickle relish, we'll start with that one. That recipe, um, you know, I've been making sweet pickle relish for my mom for a while now because she loves putting it in her egg salad sandwiches, her tuna salad, 
Um, we like to make our own um, tartar sauce. So this is a really delicious relish to use when doing so. Um, and then, of course, you know, your more traditional uses, your hamburgers and brats and different things, because it's a it's a condiment that's used widely. Um, but I know many of us wound up with far more cucumbers than we intended, which is a good thing. That means we had a really good growing season. And so if you like the lighter vinegar flavor and the earthiness that sweet pickle relish incorporates, you're really going to love this recipe. And those of you who grew fr- uh, zucchini in your gardens. Uh, We've had bumper crops ourselves. And I don't know about you, but there are times where I'm just like, oh my gosh, I can't look at another zucchini pan. And they just keep on coming. The zucchinis are just, they're huge and they're wonderful. And then you're zucchinied out and you're like, what more can I do with these things? Because you don't want to waste them, right? So with this sweet uh, pickle relish recipe, you can swap out the cucumbers for zucchini All I ask is if you do that, make sure you boil down the recipe an extra five to 10 minutes because you want to extract the higher water content that's in the zucchini versus the cucumber because nobody likes runny relish, right? So um, just make sure that you um, keep that in mind. So um, you got some extra zucchini and you want to even make a half a batch of this, you may do so. And the zucchini doesn't go to waste. Okay. So for the sweet pepper relish uh, recipe, um, I, I encourage, if you don't already own one, I encourage you to purchase the original Vidalia onion chopper. Um, it really helps us get uniform sized cubes uh, whatever the, whatever the vegetable or fruit may be. But I particularly like the fact that it comes with two sets of blades, a larger diced shape, and then a smaller cube, which is about a quarter of an inch. And it really helps us when we want to create relishes or chutneys where things are, are all uniform in size, but they're all small. It just really quickens the prep time instead of having to cut everything with a knife. So I don't know about you, but Amazon's a good source. Um, Some of your local um, kitchen supply stores may also have this. If you don't have a a Vidalia onion chopper, no worries. You can just chop this by hand with your, you know, your knife and your cutting board. Um, We keep the skins on everything. Uh, We're not peeling our cucumbers. So it it still makes quick work, but just know um, you have those options. And then um, the other thing is some of you um, might not have access to the Cubanella sweet peppers. So I want to talk about that for a moment. Even if you weren't, you know, associated with Peppergate or you're not a gardener and you purchase everything, you know, at your local grocer or your farmer's market, any sweet pepper will work with this recipe. I purposely chose the Cubanella sweet peppers because my boyfriend and his parents grew them purposely and they had such a bumper crop and that Cubanella has such a um, delicious flavor to it. It's sweeter than a bell. um, And I'd, I'd almost say it's even sweeter than the banana pepper, but I just, it's a nice deep, rich green. So it blends beautifully with the, the, the cucumber coloring. Um, But any sweet pepper will do. So let's say you don't have banana peppers, you don't have Cubanelle, 
You can use green bell peppers. That's totally fine. Um, any sweet pepper you have in your garden will work with this recipe and tastes absolutely delicious. So I used the Vidalia onion chopper for both the cucumbers and the cubanelle peppers. And then I finely chopped my onions because I wanted those to be more of a filler, right? I didn't need to see and, and crunch the, the onion per se. I just wanted that to be that nice flavoring and a nice filler to give, to help it give more of that gel like capacity. So let's go through the, um, recipes ingredients. I'll give those to you first, and then we'll kind of work through the steps. It's super easy to make. And I just, I really am excited for you to give it a go this, this canning season. Okay. So for starters, you're going to want roughly 24 to 30 medium sized pickling cucumbers. Now, if you grew pickling cucumbers and they're all very small, no worries. You're just going to need more. At the end of the day, you want to yield 24 cups of quarter-inch cubed cucumbers. Okay? Boy, say that 10 times fast. <laughs> at the, that's truly what you want at the end of the day is just 24 cups of those cut cucumbers because um, that is the basis, right, for the recipe. You'll want to also make sure you have four cups of sweet cubanelle peppers on hand. And like I said, you can do green bell or... Um, banana peppers if you don't have access to cubanelle. I also want to see you cut those into quarter inch cubes because um, we want them small and uniform to match the cucumbers. I also want to see you have four cups of finely chopped Vidalia onions. Now to yield four cups of Vidalia onions, it depends on the size of the onion, but it took us two medium onions to yield that much finely chopped. So if you have a really large Vidalia onion, that might just do it. But because we're finely chopping these, I'd have an extra onion or two on hand so you're not without uh, the four cups. Make sure you also have six cups of apple cider vinegar, 12 whole allspice berries, six cups of light brown sugar, one cup of pickling salt, three tablespoons of mustard seeds, two teaspoons of ground turmeric, a half a cup of hot water, and a quarter cup of cook-type clear gel. Now, in addition to us, you know, cooking down the relish to expel some of the natural liquidity, the cook-type clear gel mixed in is going to help create a little bit more of a gooey gel-like uh, consistency so that way we don't have runny relish. And that's important because there's nothing worse than taking a, a nice hot, you know, cheeseburger off of the grill, placing it onto a bun, and then getting your bun all soggy wet with a bunch of runny relish. So we do want to have a, a, a bit of a thicker consistency, and you're going to achieve that, <clears throat> excuse me, not only by cooking it down, but by also um, adding that little bit of, of clear gel. And we'll, we'll talk about that slurry in the instructions. Okay, so for starters, in a large stainless steel stock pot, you're going to want to combine the prepped cucumbers, cubanelle peppers, and the Vidalia onions. And you're just going to mix them well because you want everything to be well distributed. In a separate pot, I want you to add the apple cider vinegar and the allspice berries. 
And the goal here is to infuse the vinegar with the flavor of the allspice berry. So what you're going to do is you're going to bring that vinegar to a boil over medium-high heat. You're going to then, once it hits boiling, you're going to reduce the heat to a low simmer, and you're going to cover and let that simmer for five minutes. Doing so is going to remove that pungency of the vinegar and and give it a, a really nice mellow flavor using the allspice berries. Next, you're going to add the sugar and the salt to the vinegar, and you're going to mix that until it's dissolved fully. And then you'll remove those allspice berries and discard them. And then you're going to take that vinegar mixture and you're going to dump it into the stock pot that has the cucumbers, peppers, and onions. Stir it really well so everything's well coated and combined. And then you're going to place that stock pot onto the stove and you're going to bring it to a boil over medium high heat. Now, and there's some liquidity to it because of the vinegar, but until we start heating everything through, I, I highly recommend you watch the heat. We don't want to scorch anything. So if, if if you have a really powerful stove, start on medium heat until you see the liquid expelled from the vegetables, and then you can crank it up a little bit higher because we do want to bring it to a boil. But in the, in the initial stage, let's not scorch anything. Keep it moving, stir it often, and get that going to a nice boil. Now, at this time, you want to add your mustard seeds and your ground turmeric. And then mix it in really well. You're going to see everything take on that gorgeous yellow hue. And and let it boil now for a good 15 minutes while you're stirring it every so often. We want to evaporate some of that liquidity. And for those of you that are swapping out uh, the zucchini for the cucumbers, you're going to want to let it boil for a good you know, 20, 25 minutes because there's a higher liquid content to the zucchini. So just keep that in mind. Now, once everything has boiled and we've expelled some of that that liquid, what I want you to do is take a measuring cup and I want you to whisk together the hot water and the clear gel. Don't just dump them into the stock pot individually. Whisk it together, make sure it's very, very well blended, and then slowly pour that into the cucumber mixture while you're mixing with your other hand. You want to keep the cucumber mixture moving because we don't want everything to thicken at once. We want to well disperse that slurry throughout all of the pickle relish. And as as you're mixing, keeping that heat going, we just want to allow it to boil for one more minute before we remove it from the heat to fill our jars. Okay, so when you fill the jars... Obviously, you're going to use a funnel and a ladle, and you want to fill them similar to like a jam or a jelly. You want to leave a quarter inch of headspace, and then, of course, remove any trapped air pockets and add additional relish if you need to because you want to maintain that quarter inch of headspace. Wipe your jar rims with a washcloth dipped in vinegar. We want to cut through all of that sugary, salty residue that may have gotten onto the jar rim. Add your lids and rings, and now we're going to water bath both the pints and the half pints. Now, everything's going to water bathe for 10 minutes. When you place your jars into the, into the water bather, make sure that they're fully submerged in water, and you do not start your timer until the water is at a full rolling boil. And I always give the advice, if you're water bathing and the timer goes off, 
remove your can or lid and just let everything sit for five minutes. Don't try to immediately remove everything from the canner. The, the food inside the jar is still extremely active and, and very, very, it's moving, right? And we don't want to disrupt that by lifting it out of the canner and accidentally causing some of that movement to spill up onto the jar whim. We want them to calm down a little bit. So leave your jars sit in the canner water for a good five minutes after processing before you remove the jars to cool onto a cutting board. Now, this recipe, I give a, a wide variance of how much it's going to yield. Um, typically, when I make this, I yield 14 pints. Now, some of you, if you cut your vegetables a little bit larger and you don't use the Vidalia onion chopper, you might yield 16 pints, okay, or 15. So the yield is 14 to 16 pints or 24 to 32 half pints. And so there's there's no you're, there's nothing wrong if you don't hit that mark exactly, because we all um, we all chop a little bit different. But I know that when it's uniform in size, I'm getting that you know that fourteen twenty four uh, yield. So that is the uh, sweet pickle relish recipe. Uh, definitely, um, it. it create at least a half a batch. You're going to be very impressed with its flavor and its coloring and its many uses. And you you probably won't be going to the store to buy uh, sweet pickle relish anymore. You'll be making this on your own year after year. It is truly delicious. I've even been giving it away as gifts. And um, it's definitely something that you can utilize some of those sweet peppers in the event you you grew something you didn't intend it or you grew sweet peppers purposely because you love them and you want to use them in canning recipes. Okay, so let's transition over to the pickled banana pepper recipe. Um, I love putting banana peppers on pizza topping or use them for a pizza topping. I love to add them on top of nachos. Um, I like making the Mississippi pot roast too. So for those of you that love making that pot roast and allowing the pickled pepper to kind of tenderize the beef and give it a really unique flavor profile, when you make this recipe, you're welcome to leave the peppers whole, or you can slice them into rings. Personally, I do both because it just depends on how I'm going to use them down the road. Um, I'll use a whole pint in uh, you know the, the slow cooker when I'm making a Mississippi pot roast, but I will often open a pint of the rings and it might take me, you know, a month to use them all because I'm not going to use the entire pint on one pizza. You know what I'm saying? So keep that in mind when you're you're thinking of creating this recipe this season. And um, just know that I, I kept it pretty simple. I didn't want to, and I started off using all these spices and bay leaf. And I, I thought, okay, this is going to be really robust. And honestly, what I found was when I removed some of the spices and I kept it very basic, I liked it better. So that is what I've published for everybody because I wanted it to um, be simplistic so that way you had a variety of uses. Now, one thing I want you to note in this particular recipe, I highly encourage you to consider using calcium chloride. It's what the commercial industry uses to give 
uh, or maintain the crunch of, you know, various uh, peppers or vegetables. I don't use it in everything, but I do find that if I don't do something, these peppers just cannot handle being pickled and retaining a crunch without some help. So in the recipe I give you, I'm going to talk about the pickle crisp, and I'm also going to talk about powdered alum. That's another option you're welcome to use when you're pickling. And if you don't want to do either one of those and you'd rather go a more natural route, uh, you can then just do two to three grape leaves per per jar because what that'll do is it'll allow the the alum within the leaf to um, you know escape into the jar and help keep the vegetables crunchy. And then I also encourage you, if you're not going to do any of the store-bought product, to add a, uh, add some pickling salt to the brine. This recipe, I kept it very tangy. I want it very, you know, very vinegary. I didn't want to have it too salty. And so we heightened the, the acidity and I didn't add the salt. We're allowing the vinegar to do the preserving and the flavoring. And I just, I really like the outcome. Now, if you don't have banana peppers, this goes right back to what I was saying about the sweet pepper relish. If you don't have banana peppers, you can use any sweet pepper. Many of you might gravitate more towards a pepperoncini or a Hungarian wax pepper. Some of you might prefer Anaheim peppers. Any pepper will work for this recipe, and uh, you won't you won't lose any flavor. If anything, if you prefer one pepper over another, you're going to enjoy it even more because that's your favorite pepper, right? So just keep that in mind. I'm going to talk specific to banana peppers, but you can use any sweet pepper. Okay, so um, the pickled banana pepper canning recipe is going to yield seven pints. I didn't break it down into half pints because two reasons. When we talk about the seasonings, we're going to be talking about them per jar, right? We're not going to just talk in lump. We're going to, I'm going to give you the math to put it, this, each seasoning into each jar. And if you have to cut that in half, it gets a little tricky when we're starting to talk about an eighth of a teaspoon of something. So pints just make it a lot easier. Even if you just live by yourself, though, and you're like, well, pints a lot, you know, it'll take me forever to go through or use. You know, the good thing is with pickled items, they last a very long time in the refrigerator because of the high acidity. So even if you do live alone, canning this in pints will still be an advantage to you because once you open a jar and, and store it in the refrigerator, it'll last several months. So you're, you're, not, you're not losing anything by, by making this in pints, okay? And then, of course, use a variety of colors. Now, I I had fun. I was layering like the red banana bell or excuse me, banana pepper. And then I had the yellow and then the light green. I had a lot of fun making it look like a stoplight or whatever. And, uh, you know, other times when the yield was just plain old, you know, light green colored peppers, I just have a whole jar of those. So have fun with this, especially if you plan on giving it out as a gift. Uh, the prettier, the better. What do I always say? Food is art, right? And uh, canning is preserving art. So have fun with it. Use a variety of colors and just, just make it beautiful. 
Okay, so the ingredients, we're going to we're going to talk about these in two steps. I'm going to give you the basis for the peppers and the brine, and then I'm going to give you the per pint jar seasoning ratios and and measurements, okay? So for starters, you're going to want roughly 30 to 40 banana peppers. You may leave them whole if they're small or feel free to slice them into round rings. 4 cups of white vinegar, 2 cups of water, and one cup of light brown sugar packed. We want to make sure that you really pack it in there when you're measuring and filling your your one your one cup measuring cup. Hmm. One cup measuring cup. <laughs> All right. Now, for those of you that um, are following along and making this as you're tuning in, I suggest you set out all seven jars onto your cutting board and get your measuring spoons and all of your seasonings. You're going to want to place a half a teaspoon of black peppercorns into each jar, a half a teaspoon of mustard seeds, an eighth teaspoon of ground turmeric per jar, an eighth teaspoon of the pickle crisp granules or um, the calcium chloride, however you purchase it, whatever it's called, uh, an eighth of teaspoon per jar. And then if you're happening to use the uh, uh, store-bought powdered alum, you would place a quarter of a teaspoon into each jar. Now in a deep saucepan, I want you to add the vinegar, the water, and the brown sugar, and I and bring that to a boil and stir it often because you want to dissolve that light brown sugar. After the sugar has dissolved, I want you to reduce the heat and I want you to um, just allow that to stay warm. All right. If you are not going to use the store-bought pickle crisp and the powdered alum, I want you to take and add a half a cup of pickling salt to the brine that's on the stovetop. And I want you to add that and dissolve that like you did with the sugar, okay? After you've added the peppercorns, mustard seeds, turmeric, and if you're using the pickle crisp and the alum to the jar... I want you to then raw pack the pepper rings very tightly. And even after you're getting them in, I want you to take your headspace measuring tool and I want you to press them down. You'll be surprised how many you can get in each jar. And you want to fill each jar to a half an inch of headspace, okay? If you're not using the pickle crisp and the alum, you'll want to have placed your grape leaves in the bottom of the jar when you placed your um, spices, okay? It's easier to get that leaf in there first and then place the peppers on top of it versus the other way around. So you have these two options. If you're driving and tuning in and you're not able to jot any of these notes down, feel free to head over to canningdiva.com and I give you the step-by-step instructions, okay? Now, once the brine is made, once your jars are packed, I want you to use a funnel and a ladle, and I want you to put that pickling brine over the top of all of those peppers and fill each jar to a half inch of headspace. Again, I want you to press the pepper rings down using your headspace measuring tool because I want you to express any trapped air pockets so that way we're we're getting the right amount of brine into every jar. And then if you need to, once those air pockets are expressed. If you need to add additional brine to maintain that half an inch of headspace. 
Of course, wipe your jar rims with a washcloth dipped in vinegar. Place your lids and rings onto every jar and hand tighten. Don't crank it on there. Just fingertip tight. Once you turn and feel resistance, stop turning. Place the jars into a water bather and fully cover them with water. And then bring it to a boil, place that lid on there, get it going really good, and you're going to process your pints for 10 minutes. And as always, remember, do not start your timer until the water is at a full rolling boil and allow those jars to rest after the timer goes off. Give them, give them up five minutes to just kind of cool down a bit before you take them out and place them onto a cutting board to cool. All right, everyone. I hope I've given you some fun solutions for this recent Peppergate situation. And if it hasn't affected you, no worries, because now you have two delicious, amazing recipes to utilize your fall garden harvest, whether it's the pickled peppers, the pickling cucumbers, you name it. You have two delicious recipes you can put up for use this winter and years to come. Or it's a great idea with Christmas around the corner. You can you can pop these into jars, put a beautiful piece of fabric and, and ribbon onto them and gift them this Christmas to those you love. All right, everyone. I am so happy to be back in the studio. Thank you again so much for your love, your kindness, your patience. I look forward to providing another episode very soon regarding those peaches we talked about earlier. That's going to be absolutely delicious and fun because we are in the height of peach season, especially those of us in the Midwest. Um, this is this has been just so fun to be talking to all of you again, and I cannot wait for all the fun things that are in store with more canning classes and those of you who have subscribed to my podcast, I will start creating um, subscription-based content. So, so stay tuned for that. I'm going to create very fun podcasts that you haven't heard me record elsewhere where we dive into a variety of different preservation methods. I share things that you're not going to hear elsewhere. So keep that in mind as I start developing that portion of my subscription-based channel. Consider subscribing and uh, keep that in mind for the future. It also makes a really good gift idea, especially if you have family or friends that are new to home canning or are finally ready to make the leap and learn the Canning University and subscription-based podcasts would be an excellent, excellent place for them to start and a wonderful gift idea. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. I'll be back at you very soon. Happy canning. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of Canning with the Diva. For tips, recipes, and techniques, please visit us online at canningdiva.com.